Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller is a show dedicated to helping you move into an experience of love, peace, and joy that lasts. Using the principles from the teachings of Jesus in A Course in Miracles, you will learn how to transform your life by becoming miracle-minded, heal yourself, your relationships, and your finances by understanding how to break free and awaken. Call in for a mini-reading to gain clarity and receive guidance. Now, here's your host, Shelley J. Miller. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Shelley J. Miller. Welcome to Finding Your Peace, Episode 12. Today's topic is uh, a very strong title, Claiming Your Life Raft in the Sea of Chaos. And I will tell you uh, where that powerful title came from. It was in one of my readings. Uh, the Ascended Masters came to visit this week with a, with a new client, and they spoke to him and to me, and it was powerful. So uh, I wanted to share that with you. I'm a professional psychic. I'm a medium. Uh, I read the Akashic Records, which is um, past life information. And I'm a spiritual life coach or a transformational life coach. What that means is shifting your belief systems and the patterns uh, of fear to patterns of love so that your life comes into uh, effortless flow with with the universe, with God, and, and you move towards your spiritual awakening. So finding your peace, though, as a podcast is always about sharing the, the uh, teachings of Jesus from A Course in Miracles. If you don't know about The Course in Miracles, um, stay with us because it's incredibly powerful text that was delivered through a scribe uh, from Jesus himself mind-to-mind communication she heard his words took her seven years to write it down and uh it's it's an actual uh manual designed for us to uh return to not enlightenment so much but to find our inner teacher uh it's it's our mind retraining so that you let go of your belief systems and uh, fear and ego that are driven by your ego and embrace uh, your thoughts of love, which uh, it helps, which is uh, guided by Holy Spirit, which is your God self, that part of you that's never left the source. And in so doing, you remember your own God self, you remember your real self, and you awaken. And that's how you move towards enlightenment. So this course has always been about a uh, uh, course or podcast, whatever you want to say, is always bringing you uh, teachings from Jesus. But I, I like to also throw in uh, my experience because you you know I see it through my lens what happens to me from week to week and um, on this sh- on this show I've shared my own uh, experiences with the Course in Miracles because it has completely changed my life if you want to hear about my story it's in podcast number one called where is my peace and how do I find it but I've had a kind of an unusual life uh, as most people would say I guess because of the psychic abilities and the mediumship and all of those bells and whistles uh, being intact when I was when I was a baby I even remembered before I uh, took on the body I remember that in the last lifetime I came from so uh, as as I see it through that perspective and share some stories like this week how things came uh, answers came and awakening came through my readings and uh, the people that I worked with the last two weeks it it was a it was uh, fantastic so episode 12 claiming your life raft in a sea of chaos strong title I must tell you uh uh the ascended masters when they come um 
let me tell you about who the ascended masters are. If you've never had um, much experience with that, or you don't go to readings, and that's perfectly fine, because you don't have to go. Uh, everybody's a psychic, everybody's a medium, but you have Holy Spirit within you, and as long as you're following your inner GPS, that's perfect. Mine just happens to also come with visions and and hearing and and knowing and that kind of thing but everybody knows that's why when you tune in to your own to holy spirit your own god self you can't go wrong uh i just i just have it expressed to me in different ways um the guidance i mean but the ascended masters are people like you you and i who have walked the earth in an experience of separation and pain and suffering and separation means that we could that we think that we are the body we've misidentified with the body and we think that we could be separate from god and each other and so we think that there's something out there when really our thoughts in our mind is are projected out onto the screen of life. And then we point to it and think it's real. And that's the illusion. You know, we think there's something out there. You will find as you do the course principles or any true teaching of true spirituality, which is non-duality. Non-duality is where you see things the way Christ sees it, Christ's vision, or God sees it, or Holy Spirit sees it, or your God self sees it. That is unconditional love for yourself and your brothers and all fellow men. So when you can get to Christ's vision, that's that's the goal of, of your lifetime, because you've healed your mind of your judgment and your fear and your guilt. So the Ascended Masters are people like you and I, and some on other planets as well. If you're into the galactic thing, I certainly have been. as just been part of my life but uh those people who have walked like we're walking and have awakened have have seen the illusion and wanted peace instead of wanting things out there to try to fulfill them they have turned inward to understand that what Jesus says is the kingdom of heaven is within you. And when you get to the kingdom of heaven and you really truly love yourself for your real self, not who you think you've been, your historical self, what you have in the world, you let go of that egoic view of success. And when you, when you get to that place, you realize that, that the, the peace and the security and the safety and the love you're seeking is within you. And when you feel that love for yourself, it's easy to extend it to other people. You want the best for them. And then you begin to see them and yourself, as Jesus said, as innocent and holy, totally forgiven by God. In, indeed, there's nothing to forgive because nobody ever did anything wrong when that we just dreamed it. I, I know that's a lot to take in, but it's it's really comforting when you hear it because you can let go of your guilt and you can let go of thinking that somebody has sinned against you. So these ascended masters have made their way to uh, the experience of pure awareness, one with God, and they end they have ended for themselves the need to take on or dream another body. You see, so and that's what will happen for us as well. All sons of God come home. The, the the son of God is one mind, and as we each heal our particular part, what happens is the universe, the illusion, actually gets erased, and all that's left is is the unmanifest, which is pure love. And uh, and so that is the goal. Time space is only in our minds for the purpose of teaching us how to wake up. So that's a little bit about the Course in Miracles, the Ascended Master. So I hope today that claiming your life raft in a sea of chaos 
helps you to steady your faith and find your way out of fear and anxiety and loss and lack and depression, or even if you're just wanting to confirm that you're on the right path. I hope that you can see when you listen to this, that it steadies you what you're going to hear, no matter what's going on, because the world out there looks pretty, looks pretty dicey. (laughs) I think really Uh, only if you're looking at it in a certain way through the eyes of fear, but when you shift it, like we're going to do today, uh, you will see that there's perfection in everything. So I want to share my own journey. If you're, if you followed me um, every two weeks when I finish this podcast, and this will happen when I finish today, almost immediately, I will be shown the next um, unfolding of what it is I am supposed to learn and or share. And if you want to listen, I, I follow, I follow God. Um, Jesus said he was He was the greatest follower, not leader, follower of all time, because he learned how to follow Holy Spirit. And he said it was the hardest thing he ever had to do. Because why? Because you have to give up your your ego. Your ego wants to lead. But when you when you give everything over to your God self to lead you, understanding that that when you're coming from the super conscious mind, you're getting the right answers. When you're coming from your little mind, you're getting a distorted view of everything. And so he said he was the greatest follower. So uh, I did a podcast number five, if you want to look back on it, because there was a lesson in the course that's called why you must give up the belief that you must plan. And it's very powerful to live your life in the moment following guidance rather than uh, short circuiting yourself in your journey and adding more time to your stay here by following your own what your logical mind what you think you'll be guided perfectly so the last two weeks what it seemed to me what was going on was that I was having to reaffirm my faith uh, things had been unfolding really well but on the other hand um, uh, you know I have to recenter in in faith sometimes too even though I will tell you and share some of my stories I have had an incredible journey of a faith walk demonstration after demonstration but um but what had happened, well, I'll tell you that in a minute. I'm going, to, I'm going to share a little bit of my backstory about my demonstration of faith and why I had to recenter in the last two weeks. Some things went down and I started to go into doubt and fear. And so this will serve you too, because don't we all, until, until we don't. We all go, you know, we slip off, we fall off the horse. So uh, I wanted to share some some stories about what got me back on the horse uh, some stories, uh, 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 an affirmation from Rumi, the poet Rumi, the 13th century mystic and scholar. If you know about him, it's very short, but it's very powerful, particularly if you are frustrated about your path unfolding or you're in lack and wondering where where your living is and that kind of thing. I'll share the words of Rumi. I'm going to share a little bit of, about a great metaphysician, Florence Scovelshin, that was um, teaching and writing in the 20s. I believe she died in the 40s, but you can get her book uh, and I'll talk about that, um, the game of life and how to play it and all of her books uh, for free to listen to the audiobooks. I was guided to go there. So I'm going to share some of that. And I'm going to share some lessons in the course about how giving and receiving love are the same. And I'll do the exercise with you. It will do it really quick because we don't have a lot of time. But stay tuned because you will actually feel like a magic eraser. Your uh, everything that that is is not of peace and love being erased as you do this quick, quick exercise with me and and if you're driving or something like that or and listening get to a place where you're you're uh you can sit down and do this for five minutes and rewind to this spot and uh and do the exercise you'll see it's really transportive it's 
it uh, it takes you somewhere to uh, to the quick understanding of what you give out in love and peace to another comes back to you in equal measure. And it's very, it's very profound. There's another message. I rest in God. We'll talk about that. And then I will share from the ascended masters, what was told uh, to this um, new client of mine, new friend of mine. And, um, and, and you'll see how it ties it all together because the ascended masters and they said, um, we asked them who they were. Uh, well, I knew it was ascended masters, but and they announced themselves. But you might think of the ascended masters as um, uh, well. Jesus obviously is an ascended master. Uh, Mother Mary, uh, Kathumi, um, uh, Saint Germain. I mean, there are many that people know of well. But they said we are many by many names that nobody knows, which means you and I will be ascended masters, too. And nobody will remember necessarily Shelley J. Miller, but I will be in that state. And so will you. So I have some uh, let's let's go back here. Um, I'm going to talk about my faith walk because I think this will will help you. You'll recognize in my story that that you've had demonstration after demonstration too, and it's that's what's important is is to get your fear out of the way to understand and stay in faith so that you can see the demonstration when it comes. Because I almost missed mine this week, and then a friend pointed it out, and I said, "Oh my goodness!" So let me um, let's see. Well, so let's go back to. Uh, the most powerful thing that happened right after the last podcast was that I asked Holy Spirit, because I always talk to Holy Spirit and ask, that's my God self, and ask, uh, I, 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 made a, I made a very big commitment two weeks ago after this show, and, and I said, um, I have never wanted to be here, and I'll tell you that story if you haven't heard it in podcast, I wanted to just be brief today, I've never ever wanted to be on the planet, I, I, um, I had um, my gifts when I was uh, a baby and I had a guide on each side when I was about two and a half years old and I was telepathing them. I could see them in the room and I looked down and I saw my foot in a baby sleeper and I freaked out because I realized I really had reincarnated and I was here for another round and I thought, I'm not going to do this. I cannot take this. I cannot stand to be on planet earth with all the chaos and the turmoil. And I'm not going to do this. And I started just swinging at God. I was so angry. And I thought, how dare you send me back? How dare you not allow me into heaven? How dare you kick me out of heaven? It took me so many decades to figure out that it was my unhealed mind that perpetuated another dream. I couldn't, I hadn't wake, awakened from the dream yet, because if I had, I wouldn't be in a body number one, and I wouldn't be dreaming and I wouldn't be angry because I would feel the peace of God. And I would be one with God. So this was this was another opportunity to, as Jesus says, choose again, beloved. And my whole life has been about that. But I didn't know that for a really, really long time. So, um, you know, I didn't want to be here because I couldn't relate to children. I thought, God, what a bunch of monkeys. And I hate to say that, but it's true. That's how I felt. I, I'd go to school and I'd be patiently waiting to hear what the teacher had to say. And these kids were screaming and yelling like they were a bunch of nitwits. And I thought, what in the world? And I looked out in the world and I could read energy really well, even as a child. And I just saw hypocrisy and greed and, and chaos and um, people doing all kinds of crazy things that, that were not right. And, and, and I just was so filled with judgment of it. I, I couldn't wait 
to leave. And I, you know, I tried to end my life, not, not with suicide. I tried to make myself sick so that I would die when I was a baby, almost achieved it, but they, <laughs> they healed whatever was ailing me and I had to stay. And I, I recognized my father in that last la- la- lifetime and uh, loved him so much. And uh, my mother was incredible too, but I recognized him when I was a baby and I thought, okay, if he's here, I'm going to be able to do this. I, I can stand it. But it was years until I got on my spiritual journey till I began to see, um, which started in the 80s and in, down through the 90s, that that we are the Christ, that we're children's children of God and that we're just um we're just unconscious. We just don't remember. And so my compassion became, began to come back to the point where a friend of mine said, uh, you know, you're the cheerleader for humanity. So um, that being said, uh, two weeks ago, I had fallen into a place of uh, not being a cheerleader for humanity. Uh, we had had six months worth of construction here where I live and I couldn't move and spirit kept telling me oh you're gonna be able to move in July and October and it never happened and I thought you know what's going on why should I have to put up with this and the reason was because it, it helped me to let go of my anger and helped me to get through things I didn't think I could tolerate which was all that noise for six months and just as soon as the um as as the construction stopped and the roofing and the landscaping and I let go of of my anger through this, um, the neighbors moved in the new neighbors. And I'll have to tell you about that. That was just unbelievable. Um, you know, I, the whole time I was growing up and, and all through, well, really, uh, even, even just a couple weeks ago until I really, uh, if you've been following me, I've really been working on my anger issues with letting go of, you know, I've questioned authority and I've, and I've hated authority and I've marched to my own drum in this life. And, uh, and I, I remember that when I was little, the reason I didn't like it besides seeing the chaos was, was that all of this was based on fear. I would lie awake. And my sister and I hit the mother load with parents. I mean, we had just the sweetest, kindest, most incredible parents, really. And I had a great childhood, very safe and secure. But I would lie awake at night and I would think, oh, my God, what if mom and dad die and we're going to be orphaned? I don't know if you had thoughts like that when you were little or you have thoughts of that now. But we all have these fear thoughts because in the Akashic Records, in your subconscious mind, those fears are stored. And so that's the point of, of, of healing with the Course in Miracles of Transformational Coaching is to identify those places where we believe scary stories about the world and we let them go. We realize it's just a belief we've held and it's out picturing. And so there's a cure for that, you know. And, and I, would, I would lay and look at the stairwell. I, my bed was in front of a door that looked out on the staircase in our two-story house. And I would think every night I was seeing somebody come up the stairs to murder all of us. I mean, it was like, where was this coming from? There was no violence in my life. And it was it was just a fear and uh, all, all kinds of things like that. So when I grew up, I I still didn't want to be here, but I thought, I know what I'll do. Uh, I had known that I was supposed to work with music since I was four years old and I had a total passion. It was my joy to be a singer. And I thought I will escape this world by becoming rich and famous. That will do it. I will just find uh, security out there. I will become well known. Everybody will love me and uh, and I'll be safe that way. I'll hold on to my family and I'll hold on to fame and fortune. And of course, that isn't, you know, the way 
that it went. Yes, I became a professional singer, but did I did I become well known and and uh, and and wealthy? No, that was God's plan for me. So, as I said in podcast one of my story, I was sent uh, I was sent away from my family in the nineties when I had an awakening in the eighties, and I began to be what Spirit called the wide receiver because I could hear from all different levels of the spiritual hierarchy and identify who I was hearing from ascended masters, galactic uh, brotherhood of light, angelic realm, uh, spirit guides and loved ones on the other side, um, the Devic kingdom, which is the the little people. Um, and I became a, a full body channel. So um, they told me uh, my guidance was that I had to go to Hawaii and for an undisclosed amount of time. And I, I, I didn't want to go because I didn't want to leave the the safety of my family and my home and all of that. But I, like many of you have probably known when you're called, you you have to answer. It's like, it gets more painful if you don't go. So, uh, so I, I went to Hawaii and I was sent there for the better part of 10 years and also to other, to Europe and other things following spirit. And this is where I had to learn how to walk in faith. And I, I hope when I share this story with you, um, that it will, that it will, um, give you some, you know, give you something to look back on to see where your demonstrations of faith have come from. Because when you look at them and you acknowledge them, then it, it kind of steadies you up. Um, so let's see. And, you know, maybe it'll jog your memory here. So uh, that that really that all is well, that things always do work out. Sometimes it takes time for us to see it. But uh, when you hear this, these A Course in Miracles lessons today and hear from the Ascended Masters, you'll know that you can trust it all as well and you can give up worrying. So uh, I was going to tell you about the neighbors that came that that moved in. Uh, I was. Um, I had asked, as I said, Holy Spirit, please help me. Oh, I don't think I even told you this. This is the whole point of the story this last two weeks. I said to Holy Spirit, um, I know that Jesus has said it's impossible to see two worlds. You're either seeing a world through the lens of fear or you're, and, and it looks chaotic and sorrowful and people are struggling. Or you're looking through the world of love where you see through the eyes of love where you see the perfection of everything. And I had had so much in the last six months of having to let go of my anger and, and my fatigue. And why am I having, why do I have to be here with all this craziness going on? And, and why is the door not swinging open? What am I doing to block the flow? Uh, and so I said, I, I, I want Holy Spirit. And I really mean this. I want to see, I want you to help me fall in love with myself and with the world. I want to learn how to see this world the way the Holy Spirit sees it, the way Jesus sees it, the way God sees it. That's what I want. Because I realize that I can't leave this world, like which has been my big plan forever, uh, through and I can't come to inner peace when when I when I have angst in my heart. It's not possible. And I am going to have to like being here indeed love being here, love the opportunity until I can find the, uh, find the, the love within myself that, 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 that is in the kingdom within me. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is within you. And if you listen to my story on number one podcast, one, I've told you about my divine revelation several times through these podcasts where I actually experienced a glimpse of the eternal and what it is when you go home. It's temporary, Jesus says, but it changed my life because I realized what the goal was. There's nothing out there that is is more 
there's nothing more more um powerful you know i mean it it's like a game changer it's like well there we go nothing out there is worth anything except your inner peace and the divine love that's within you all the time so i made that commitment 2 weeks ago and the minute i did a bunch of fear came up and why and if you're wondering if you've done this and committed to he- healing your an issue or something why does your fear immediately come up it's just to clear it means that it's going to come up so that you can clear it because you've asked and you're going to be answered. You're being answered. And so it will come up and it came up for me in the sense of uh, my expenditures, my monthly expenditures have really, really increased in the last, I would say, year, six months, maybe, uh, where I had to hire extra help for my mom and I. I had to visit because of the condition of my physical body right now, having trouble with my with my knees. I'd had to go for therapy once a week instead of once a month or every six weeks. And the money, the bills were just adding up and adding up. And I went into doubt as to how I was going to be able to uh, to shoulder the the rest of the financial responsibility. I didn't feel good. She was sick and all this construction was going on. And I thought, my God, I've got to get out of here. But then it dawned on me, no, you got to stay until, until you fall in love. So that's what preceded this. And all this fear came up. So um, I think I will tell you uh, the story of my faith walk because I was led I was led um, I was led to listen to Florence Scovel Shin and I want to share her, uh, I'll just go ahead and do this it's kind of out of order of my my notes but but I'll get to my my faith walk story and I think it'll kind of blow your mind um, I hope it I hope it buoys you up you know I hope it it strengthens you um, so I, so Spirit said to me. Um, and if you don't hear clairaudiently, it doesn't matter. You get nudged to open a book or look something up on the computer and it'll pop up. It'll resonate with you. So, you know, that's all right. Um, so uh, I was led to uh, listen to the audio book of Florence Scovel Shin's book uh, that she wrote in the 20s called um, The Game of Life and How to Play It. And I, I've listened to it many times, by the way great listen and i think you should all listen to it because she has a total command over spiritual law which is which is what you need to know uh how how the universe works and it works on a set of laws and so i was uh and you can listen to it for free don't you don't have to pay for it it's on librivox uh, which is everything because it's in public domain it should be free to you and you can you can download the book and her other books too your word is your wand because you have to be careful what you're speaking out because it manifests so i listened to this and i remembered that the last show that i had shared with all of you that um i start every day with an affirmation i happen to be using the course in miracles which is you just ask holy spirit where do you want me jesus says where would you have me go what would you have me do what would you have me say into him? Because then it changes your focus that you're here to give and receive love and heal your mind. You're not here for what you think you are. But I've also used Florence Scovel Shin's affirmation, and I've been doing it for the last two weeks, and it's been miraculous, honestly. It uh, it goes like this, and you can use this. Uh, I I give thanks for this perfect day where miracles shall follow miracles and wonders shall never cease. Now I did that for the last two weeks, every single day. And I'm telling you the wonders never did cease and the miracles, not that I didn't get down and have a fear come up and have a, have a difficult moment, but there was continual 
oh my goodness, look at that. And then I would dip down again and then it would come up again. So you kind of have to ride that horse. You know, you have to, you have to ride that wave, but, um, but it was really, it was really powerful. And so um, I, 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 I really recommend Florence Scovel Shin uh, besides of course in miracles, there's so many ways to heal your mind and to give you that steadiness and to give you a tip now and then whatever leads you is, is whatever you're meant to, to do, because here I am talking about the course, but spirit told me to go back to Florence Scovel Shin. So um, it reminded me of how I, how I made it through the nineties when they sent me to Hawaii and to Europe and away from my family. And I had, been working in the world as a singer and then that stopped and I was just uh following spirit and I wasn't charging any money for any services or anything like that I was simply following in faith and this I want to share with you a little bit of of what happened uh because this is a this is what happened to me in the 90s I have since I've had demonstrations just constantly incredible stuff, but this was a really powerful one. So uh, on my many trips to Hawaii, I ended up on the island of Maui. Mostly I was on Oahu, but I ended up in Maui for three months. I was in the upcountry and then spirit guided me and my spiritual mentor, whom I've spoken about before, who had, uh, was an incredible woman, very awake and, uh, and had traveled the world with a, with a, painting that she had painted divinely guided to paint a, a living painting of blessed mother mary and she was guided to travel talk about a faith walk even into soviet union when it was still communist and she traveled on faith and money would come and people would come and it, it was incredible so i was in hawaii with her and we had been led to go from upcountry maui to hana which is a very um tiny little spot and it's very um it's away from everything else in Maui. I mean, you've got to drive along the road to Hana if anybody's ever done that. Woo, it's like you need a little, um, I mean, it's really curvy. It's a long way out there and there's nothing out there but just a little tiny town and a few people. And we went to Hana and we were led to a hotel. I had no idea how we would pay with that, pay, pay that. We were there a month in a five-star hotel. Uh, that's another story into onto itself. And I won't take the time to tell that today. I may end up writing some books about the face stories and the demonstrations because it's, 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 it's pretty mind blowing. But then we were led to a condo and, um, and they told me, I heard in my head, go in and, and uh, go up to the counter and, and ask for Julie and take a picture of the blessed mother so i thought okay so i went in to the uh that's really following faith as faith as for julie so i went in to check in and i and a lady came out and i said uh is julie here and she said oh i'm julie i thought okay and i slid the picture of the blessed mother onto the counter and she said oh my goodness blessed mother is my is my guide i mean i love her and so then i told her what we were doing in 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 maui that we were counseling people and traveling on faith and we had quite a nice conversation about it. She was totally on board with that. But the time I got back up to my room, I, I checked in and the keys had no long, I didn't know how long we'd be there. I didn't know how we we're going to pay for it. But I went up to the room where Velvely was. And bef- right after I got there, there was a knock on the door and there was a lady outside and she said, Julie sent me. And I said, Oh, what's, what's the, okay, come in. And she's, she, she needed counseling. She had a very difficult situation going on and she spoke to Velva Lee at length. And as soon as she left, there was another knock on the door and there, I opened the door and somebody said, 
uh, Julie sent me, this happened three times in the first day we were there, and they all got counseling from both of us. I was channeling a light being that was giving counsel, and Beverly was counseling, and we never took any money for it. And this is how our journey began. So this went on for almost a month, and there were times when we would nearly run out of food. We would nearly run out of groceries. Uh, people would send us money that were that were supporting our journey, but we would we would nearly run out. We'd be down to our last little top ramen, you know, which is the cheapest thing you can eat and, and nothing left in the, you know, the cupboards were bare and there'd be a knock on the door and somebody that we had met and given service to would say, hi, my father and I fished all day for you ladies. And, and here's some fish for you. And that's what we would have for dinner. And then the next day, something else would come the bridge. It would always bridge. There would always be a bridge. So one day I, uh, I, I, uh, we were, we were counseling people. She only had somebody and I was channeling of the light being and, and, and helping somebody and the store, it was almost six o'clock and the stores were about to close. And I said, I, who was the light being get out of my body. Uh, it's almost six o'clock. We have nothing for dinner and the stores are going to close. And she said, we are doing this now, beloved, which means stay present and have faith. And every time I wanted to boot her out, she said, we are doing this now, beloved. And I thought, okay, you know, so uh, five after six and she leaves the body and the lady leaves. And I said, well, that figures. Thanks so much because now we have nothing for dinner. Again, a knock at the door and who comes in, but Julie with a casserole and, and she starts to leave. And I said, where are you going? And she said, oh, I'm going back for the butter and the, for the bread and the salad. And I've got dessert too. And from that night on, she and her husband insisted that Velvely and I come and have dinner at their house. They said, we're so in honor with you two being here and, and we want to be around you. If you do us the, the, uh, the honor of, of, of sharing meals with us at night. Well, Good Lord, you know, how incredible. But we had to cover lunch and breakfast and lunch, right? And again, we had just about run out of money. And 7.30 in the morning, Spirit wakes me up and says, get in the car, wake up Velvely, get in the car and take only your credit card to fill up your gas tank and get on the road. So we we did, you know, or why, why wouldn't you do that at this point? So we got in the car and they took us all around Hana and we met people we had been trying to meet and couldn't meet and we connected. It was just magical and miraculous really and then they started driving us down these dirt roads and if you have any understanding about hana once you get off the main road it is country roads it is dirt there is nobody there is no there are no houses there are no phones there are no structures you are out in the middle of the rainforest really i mean you better hope to hell you're you're listening because i mean how do you even get out of there it's crazy so we drove along on this back road and spirit said to me tell beverly to pull over right here and get out of the car so we did we pulled out she got out she was a smoker at that time uh and she lit a cigarette and before she had even taken two drags on the cigarette we saw all this dust coming down the road which means there's a car coming and behind us, not we hadn't even been there five minutes, and behind us pulls up a car with a friend of ours that lived two or three hours on the other side of Maui with a friend that we hadn't met before. And they got out of the car and ran and put their arms around us and said, we were dispatched this morning to come to Hana to find you. They didn't know where we were. And they said to come to Hana to find you. And, and this is so-and-so they introduced, she introduced us, her name was Sandra. She introduced us to the friend that had been writing with her. And she said, do you know that my friend said, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could meet Velvet Lee on the road today? 
And that's exactly what happened. It was incredible. They took us to a little lagoon to cool our feet, to soak in the in the water. It was so incredibly hot. And they brought us lunch. And remember, we had no food and not enough money to get any. And so we were just sharing what was going on in our faith walk. And when Sandra heard that that we had no groceries, she excused herself. And an hour later, she came back with two bags of groceries. And we had everything we needed for our meals for the next four or five days until more money came. It was, it was just incredible. And my point in telling you this is, listen, if spirit can orchestrate four people in two cars, three, two, three, two, three hours apart, to go to an unknown location in the back of a country road and bring exactly what you need. Can you see that spirit knows what you need? Can, can I reaffirm my faith when I thought about that story? Because they, it's known and, and, and you, you ask and you're answered. So I, I hope that that, that kind of gives you, um, you know, a, an opportunity to look to see where your demonstrations have been and count them when when you do everything. Um, there's a poem that that a friend of mine reminded me of, and I think it's beautiful. It's called Footprints in the Sand, because sometimes we think we're not answered. And sometimes we do have to walk through the storm, uh, staying in faith, you know. And um, so I'm just going to read this. For, forgive me, I'm reading off my phone, but I, I didn't have time to write it down. You, you all have probably heard this, but it's a wonderful thing. It says, one night I dreamed a dream. I was walking along the beach with my Lord across the sky, flash scenes from my, my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. When the last scene of my life shot before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. There was only one set of footprints. I realized that this was at the lowest and saddest times of my life. This always bothered me, and I questioned the Lord about my dilemma. Lord, you told me that when I decided to follow you, you would walk and talk with me all the way. But I'm aware that during most of the troublesome times of my life, there is only one set of footprints. I just don't understand why. When I needed you most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you and will never leave you. Never, ever during your trials and teachings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was when I carried you. Margaret Fishback Powers wrote that. Makes, makes me want to cry. It's beautiful. Um, Jesus says in The Course in Miracles, if you're doing anything under your own power, you have every right to fear. Because you have to lean on God, because fear blocks you being able to receive your impulses, your guidance. You say, this is why your life raft in, chaos, in the sea of chaos is staying focused on love and not fear. So, you know, I started with Florence Kovalshin two weeks ago when I felt my own, when I made that commitment to say, I want to see a world of love. I want to fall in love with myself and with 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 my fellow man in the world, I want to fall in love with all life. And they told me to look up for Scoble Shin, and I began with three of her affirmations. My ships, because I was worried about the money, because of my bills had increased so much. My ships come in over a calm sea. My ships come in over a calm sea. Maybe you can feel that about whatever is bothering you right now. What is mine by divine right is now made manifest under grace and in perfect ways not under my own mind and my own power, under the power of grace, okay? When you have something that doesn't go well, instead of beating yourself up about it, you say, I baptize this as a success. 
I baptize this as a success. If you're worried about money or finding your path, I'm going to paraphrase here about Rumi, but he said something that I've always loved. Something like goes like this. When I run after what I think it is that I want, my life becomes a furnace of stress and anxiety. But when I wait in my own patience, I find that what I want is wanting me. What I am seeking is seeking me. There is a great lesson here for those who can understand it. I paraphrase that, but you understand. Sit in your patience. We are doing this now, beloved, and be present and, and give and receive love. That's, that's, that's the thing. Now, what I did with these neighbors when they moved in, I noticed there were children. There was a little girl screaming in the parking lot one day. And I, I cannot abide that kind of noise, especially screaming children. Remember, I never wanted to be here. Couldn't relate to the kids. That just took me down my shorts. And I thought, oh, my God, I mean, what is wrong with people? And what's wrong with their parents? And I'm trying to work. And I, I even had my windows closed so I could still hear her. So I waited like an hour and 40 minutes and tried to just keep forgiving it and letting it go. And finally, I called the office and complained. And I tried to do it in a kinder way. But I, I can tell you my, my agitation was up. And she said, okay, we'll go out to the common area and tell them that they have to be quiet in the common area. And a few minutes, maybe an hour passed and the noise subsided. And then the noise started up again and it was closer to me. And I finally got, I thought, where is that coming from? And I went outside my apartment. And do you know that that screaming little girl in the parking lot was my new neighbor? She had moved in next door and she and her father were screaming out of the window out of the window. It was so loud. Not only that, every day from then on, they started playing really loud music because the little girl's room was right next to my, the the music they were playing was the stereo, where it's right next to my head where I sleep and work. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> and I'm trying to love the world and everybody in it. And I went, wow. Okay, so here is what I did. Spirit told me to open the course book and go down the chapters and I would find what I needed. And it, what resonated with, with me was the lesson, give and receive love. And this is what I did that changed the experience of being angry with those loud people next door and the noise, because remember, I can't move right now and I have to work at home. And I, and so uh, this is the lesson 108 in the course, if you're looking uh, to give and to receive love in, uh, is one in truth. So to give and to receive are one in truth. And I will receive what I'm giving now. This is the point he's making is that what you give out comes back to you in equal measure. And if you just close your eyes and do this exercise, as I briefly, briefly talk you through it, you'll find out this is true. To everyone, I offer quietness. To everyone, I offer peace of mind. To everyone, I offer gentleness. If you sit with that or you rewind this or watch it on replay, you can watch it on my, my homepage, ShellyGMiller.com, or here on BBS Radio 1 on the archives under Finding Your Peace. To everyone, I offer quietness. I kept doing that all week. And do you know what happened? And this was incredible. The minute the stereo would start, I would begin doing this and call on Holy Spirit. And not five minutes later, I kid you not, every single time they would turn off the music and leave the house. Now, is that a coincidence? I don't know. You tell me. We'll see over time. But the point was, I didn't start asking and ranting. I just started sending love. And what's happened consequently is that I don't really mind the sound of children playing anymore. And this has been a thing that has really bothered me is, is the noise. And I'm, I start to think, well, at least they're happy. And, you know, I start to think 
positive things. So right next to the lesson about to give and receive or one in truth was a lesson called I rest in God. And what Jesus says about this is that this thought of I rest in God will bring you the rest and quiet and peace and stillness and the safety and happiness that you seek. I rest in God. This is the thought. This thought has power to wake the sleeping truth in you. Okay. And he says, I rest in God completely undismayed. This thought will carry you through storms and strife, past misery and pain, past loss and death, and onward to the certainty of God. There is no suffering it cannot heal. There is no problem it cannot solve. And no appearance but will turn to truth before the eyes of you who rest in God. He says, this is a day of peace. You rest in God while the world is torn by winds of hate. You rest, your rest remains completely undisturbed. Yours is the rest of truth. And so... Try that. Try resting in in God. Try blessing and offering gentleness and kindness. That which you'd like to receive back. You you do it because you, you you're wanting to make an effort, not because you think, well, I'm just going to rest in God. No, no, you have to you have to check it, you know. But use these tools from the Course in Miracles because really, as you do them, it will change everything. The next thing I heard when the noise started up again is. Perfect love casts out fear. Now, I realized that was from the Bible, so I looked it up, and it's it's from John 4.18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. So if you understand that... Um, what we fear is that God isn't going to get to us in time. We're going to be punished for something. We're not loved. And, and so uh, I began um, doing these readings last week. I had a bunch of them and every single reading was addressing the issue that I had just sort of healed. And, and it always works that way. I mean, what, what happens on the, what you need on the inside shows up on the outside. And I had a, a really long reading of the Akashic records on, on uh, last Saturday. And the guide that came in uh, has come in before, because I've read for this friend, uh, this, this uh, friend of mine many, many times. And this one particular guide, after he uh, gives her the information he always turns around and helps me which I, I really appreciate and he said to, to me uh, worry not worry not worry not stop stop doing it stop worrying and I realized that I'd been in the future oh my gosh how am I gonna how am I gonna pay for this it wasn't in the now I wasn't in the present moment so I got in the shower a friend of mine said oh my god you just need to get in the present I mean get in the present so I got in the shower and I just said, I'm going to let go of the past and the future. And the most amazing stillness came over me. It was just peace and safety and security. And, and the worry was gone. So if you do the work, I, I promise you, if you if you put these practice this into practice, it will change. The last reading, and we, we're, we're getting close to time here. We have about 10 minutes. Is um, the other thing that came up this, this last two-week period was the subject of empathy. And, and I was again led, I just opened a page and I read what Jesus had to say about empathy, because you can, I, I would ask you, what world are you seeing right now? How, what world do you see when you look out? Do you see a world that's, that's sad and people are suffering and it, and it's frightening and horrible things are happening? It would be reasonable to think that you might think that, that you might be seeing that because I have seen that. But I had a friend call me 
And it's like, and you remember my question, I want to fall in love with the world. How do I see a perfect world? And then you have this empathy because there's so much suffering. And so I was led to a place in the Course in Miracles where Jesus said uh, that, that true empathy is not about gr- agreeing to separation. He said, and, and really take this in because this is a mind blower. When you, uh, when you agree, oh my God, you're suffering. Oh, that's horrible. You do not hold the vision of our perfection. You agree that the suffering is real. That doesn't mean don't be kind and compassionate to people who are experiencing pure thoughts. But it means don't drop down and do them the disservice of of making it real. Stay connected and say, you know, and I'll tell you what the Ascended Master said about this. It was incredible. It came up three times in a week. So that's something to pay attention to when there's one lesson that comes three times, because I have been very hooked into since I didn't want to stay. You know, this is the place of sadness and suffering. I don't want this. I want to get the hell out of here. Excuse my language. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, I had to change my mind. So the last reading is from the Ascended Masters. And when they come in, I, I always love them because they're, they speak in a way that it's not from this time period. And what they say is a hundred, a thousand percent. It's pure light. They, they, uh, so I'm going to, I jotted down what, what was really incredible in this reading. I'm I'm just going to read it to you because this will confirm everything we've talked about, about staying in faith and how you find your life raft. This is where the title came from. Uh, Um, so, um, Here's what they said, the Ascended Masters, uh, and what you need to know to claim your life raft in a sea of chaos. They said to this uh, new friend of mine, who I was, wh- whom I was reading for for the first time, they said to him, and this is not sharing his personal information, but I want to share this in a way that you understand. You have to live with the door open to God. You have to live with the possibility that with God, all things are possible. You absolutely have to, because under your own power, remember, Jesus says, you'll be in fear you can't do this by on your on your own and you're not expected to he the ascended master said you have lived a life of possibilities of god's love being there for you they said beware not to worry that's what the guide told me in the in the reading on saturday they said all things will come in the allotted time they said there is great chaos in the hearts of many and this is not a place where you find yourself willing to dwell so i'm asking you where are you willing to dwell in in a world of fear or in a world of peace remember to rest in god right uh they said we are elevated spirits we have a view of the entirety of this we are ascended and it was easy to see that they were because i've read with the ascended masters many times and i'm always so honored uh so and then they said about empathy the same thing that jesus said but they said it in this way and this is this is beautiful it is an illusion to think it's a service you provide others to absorb their grief and sadness we think this this is love but it's not love they said to offer service to another is to say listen to this behold we have risen this is honest behold we have risen. Well, like Jesus says, and I did a podcast on this, you are spirit, innocent and holy. As you remember that, you pull everybody else up. They said, beloved, if you were not also in separation, this would not be an effect upon the self. In other words, if you were not separated yourself, you wouldn't see it that way to begin with. The idea that you are not the body, has this occurred to you? 
Jesus, I've talked about that a million times. Don't misidentify that you're the body. Let go of the burdens and the body will rearrange itself to the body that is in the likeness to that which is eternal. Now they're talking about what Jesus talked about and give up your belief that you must plan that it is guilt and, and planning and being in the past and the future and your judgment that deregulates the body. Uh, they said not believing who you really are, which is pure love, creates disharmony in the body. When you misidentify with all that you have by historical validation, it is not of value to who you really are, which is innocent and holy and pure love. Your vision of what is real and what is not, and knowing that all is well, is the only life raft in the sea of chaos. Your vision of what is real and what is not, and knowing that all is well is the only life raft in the sea of chaos. Do you see how that works? Mind control, they even spoke to something that's going on right now. Mind control on the TV is no match for the power of God. This is incredible. There is no separation between you and who you pray to. Well, that's true because we are what is. Your faith is strong, but it is the strongest when you listen within yourself, which is why I told you the story of my faith walk. And so Jesus and the Ascended Masters, uh, you know, are in, in, in confirm everything here that you need to know to pull yourself up to loving the world. So listen within yourself and stay in faith that God's love is there. Sort out what is real from what is what is fear and worry not for all is well. And my advice to you is to choose what world you want to see and ask Holy Spirit to help you. Um, I had uh, we only have three minutes left. I, I had uh, been asking spirit for help. I've been trying to find somebody to do my hair color, which nobody carries anymore. It's, it's something that's very expensive and most people don't carry. And I searched for hours. I was going to go get a haircut and I searched for hours and, uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't find anybody. I was so frustrated. And I said, Holy spirit, I can't do this. Will you just please take this over for me? And it flashed the face of my hair cutter that I was just going to. So when I walked in, I told him what I've been doing for hours. I said, my God, I've worked for weeks trying to find somebody. And he goes, Oh, we, we, we carry that line. And I said, since when? And he said, Oh, I bought the whole line just a little while ago and everybody's trained on it. There was my miracle. I've been work, looking for like two months and I walked in, but I didn't see it as a miracle because I had wanted to go someplace else. And I got out to the, and we do this, we, what we think we want. And then we get handed a miracle effortlessly and we don't count it. So I got out to the car and a friend of mine had called. And she started to tell me uh, all the miracles that were happening effortlessly for her. And I was really glad for her. But I said, you know, I don't think this is really happening for me. And there was a pause. And then I said, oh, except for this has happened and this has happened and this just came. And I told her about the, the hair colorist. And she said, it's a miracle. I mean, that was effortless. And when, as I began to recount my miracles, she said, okay, I knew that if I gave you time, it would dawn on you. <laughs> I wasn't seeing it that way because I was still fixated on what I wanted in my trouble rather than saying, thank you. Incredible. Done. Checked off my list. So um, when I started to recount the, the miracles, it's when it's when everything started to shift for me. And then I realized that I had been sick for uh, quite a while uh, and, and my stomach and, and they're trying to figure out what I'm allergic to. And I hadn't been able to eat more than like three or four things for like eight weeks. And I was really craving this wonderful Mexican food. And I said to her, do you think I should bother? Should I spend the money on this? And she said, oh, my goodness, you have to affirm that miracles are happening. You have to love yourself. Thank you, Sandy. And and I and I said, you know, you're absolutely right. So I drove across town to the Mexican restaurant. 
And I got there and I realized what I had wanted when I was getting gas and talking to her on the phone was this iced coffee that I hadn't been able to drink for months. And, you know, instead of saying, oh, well, I drove myself back to the other side of town, got the iced coffee, ended up at, at a beautiful harbor where I love to sit, where I had my divine revelation, and I gave myself permission to sit there and to drink my coffee. And as I recounted the miracles, do you know what happened? The the question that I had asked, the, the help that I had asked two weeks before for Holy Spirit to fall in love with the world and myself began to happen. As I said at the harbor, I felt the most incredible divine love. And all I could see as I was everything flashed in front of me was the perfection of everything. I hope that helps you because you have to make the commitment and ask for spirit to help you. And, and I mean, I got, I got what I asked for. I, I just saw the perfection and everything has begun to change. So let's do it now together. Behold, we have risen. Understand that we are going to join the ascended masters. We are ascending every time we do that. So listen, uh, if you would like to book a reading um, with me, because sometimes it's very helpful. Look what happened with the ascended masters and the other guides that came through in my reading this week and all the help. Uh, get find me on shellyjmiller.com s-h-e-l-l-y-j-miller.com my number is 949-237-2960 949-237-2960 you can watch all the replays of the podcast on my website on the homepage, or you can do it on the archives on bbs radio station one by looking at finding your peace i have a youtube channel uh uh shelly j miller psychic medium and you can please subscribe and also join the newsletter so that you get all the benefit of the things I'm sending out. I don't know what will unfold in the next two weeks, but I look forward to it because remember, we are loved, rest in God, give and receive love. It's the same. Stay in faith. Worry not. Behold, we have risen. I love you. You're the light of the world. You can do this. We are loved. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Join us next time, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller. Be sure to look for the podcasts Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller on iTunes, Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast stations. To contact Shelley, book an appointment, and to find out more about her work, go to ShelleyJMiller.com.